what's up and welcome to this episode on the Woo Woman podcast. Um, I'm so glad that you're here with me and that you're with me on the other end. And I'm going to be doing something a little different with this podcast. I'm going to be playing some light, mellow, ambient sounds in the background because I just think that it makes the experience slightly richer. And wherever you are and wherever I am, we are both in this moment listening at the very same time. And I think it helps set the tone. So if you follow me or if you have my email address, connect with me and I would love to hear how you liked it. And if you didn't, we can shit can it. But I wanted to try it out and see how this experience evolves. So this podcast is being recorded in my soon-to-be renovated yoga room in my home. I'm doing this podcast in this space, even though it is a little chaotic at the moment. The floors are halfway done. I'm sitting with my computer on a container filled with stuff, but there's still this air within it where I know that energetically everything that I've done and everything that my partner has done in order to create this space was done with an intention to create something more and a space where I can further connect with you through videos, one-on-ones, private sessions, group sessions, small group sessions because I'm a huge space, but it just felt right even though it's not 100% done to begin to energetically connect with the space and yeah, I'm really excited for it. So anyways, more of that to come, but I wanted this podcast to be one in which we can connect with one another because I know that when I am feeling a certain way that I am not alone. And if you are here with me and you're connecting with me, you resonate with the things I say, what I do, and you are on my frequency and we're vibing. Okay. We're on the same vibe vibrations. And there was a book that I, um, was given in 2015, 2016, and it's called The Third Eye. And when it was given to me, I read it, and I don't know, I I don't really recall too, too much um, from reading it outside the fact that it was, you know, a little unicorn-oriented, and at the time, I was like, oh my god, I'm a unicorn, okay? And it was like the coolest thing, right? But when I attempted to read... um, a different book a couple weeks ago I just couldn't get into it and I had tried multiple times and I think I was holding the book within you know between work and by my bedside for probably a month and I just like couldn't get through it and I ended up getting this flash of this book and the cover is pretty intense there's like this eye the left eye and it looks like it's rising almost as if the sun was rising over this desert and the sky at the very top of the book is black and in the middle red and then around the eye it's like this orange color and the clouds are kind of extending out from it and I was like oh shit where's that book 
So I found it and I started reading it and was so captivated by what was being said because it was just so palpable for the time that we are all currently in and for where I am in, in this moment in time. And I think energetically and collectively, we're beginning to wake up um, on various different levels. And the synchronicities, the connections, the, like the word Corona is even in there. For those of you who follow a little bit of like my tinfoil hat side of conspiracy theories, um, there's Anon for, if you look up Q Anons, um, they are this group of individuals and they are connected with what you would call Q drops or Q mail. And they are giving tidbits with regards to what's currently going on politically behind the blanket of the coronavirus. Now, I'm saying this not to discredit the severity of the coronavirus. I'm saying this because we all know that politically when certain things are happening that are drawing us away from other things, other things um, are kind of under the radar as we are mentally and emotionally engaged in something that creates more anxiety, fear, and stress because when we are energetically in that space, we aren't preoccupied, quote unquote, or occupied with our truth. And we are taken away from love and we are taken away from connectedness and we are taken away, you know, now from unity itself with and through community because we are alone, but we're alone together. And the various different layers that come with that. And as I was reading this book, the space and the messages that came through just came through in layers. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. And it just like kept going and kept hitting. And one of the first things that it discusses, which I thought was like, first of all, rem remembering that I don't really remember everything that was in this book, but when I first opened it up, you know, I realized that one of the first connotations was, you know, the, um, the symbol that's on the dollar bill, the U.S. dollar bill, where it has this pyramid-like structure. And then within that pyramid, there is the left eye and there's like light radiating off of this triangle. And it discusses the connections with 13 and it discusses, um, you know, the various 13s that show up and, you know, the implications are just, you know, super, super apparent. But, you know, when we look at the influences, we have got to also look at um, the fact that our country is supposedly founded upon Christianity, but a lot of the things that are within our culture and within our governments are, you know, very um, esoteric and occult-like and um, yet still come back to Christianity. It's like this interesting weave or this, you know, 
separation at one point of picking and choosing what would be a part of it and what wouldn't be a part of it. But what I got from all of this is that, you know, this mysticism that surrounds our third eye and, um, you know, this is our seat of intuition. Okay. And this is our inner eye and our means that connect with source itself. Okay. And I don't want to get too religious and too, um, you know, woo woo about this, but when you're seated in a meditative state, you are almost in a pyramid like shape. Your spine is long. Your legs are crossed. The left knee is catty corner to the left, the right knee catty corner to the right. And, you know, oftentimes you see the arms stretched out, resting on top of the knees, and your eyes are closed, and you are aware of what's going on, and you can still sense what's going on around you. But because your physical eyes are closed, you're able to also sense and also observe and be aware of what's going on within you. And it's the removal of the two physical eyes that allow us to settle into that space. And within this book, they go into quite a few different interesting, um, you know, anatomy type sessions where we do actually have this, you know, third eye, um, you know, that's connected to our inner brain that is also part of what has created are two eyes. And if you look at reptiles and you look at other animals, they have that um, quote unquote third eye, so to speak. And, you know, it's within this area of the brain that we begin to understand and connect to our lineage and our lineage of humanity and our lineage of source and ancestry and energetic connection and vibration that's vibrating within us. You know, our physical body is this energetic occurrence and the yoga practice is one of the few practices that it's almost as if you had, you know, this, this, you know, knotted up bunch of wires and yoga slowly undoes the nadis, quote unquote. If you're a yogi, you know the nadis. The nadis are, you know, these sticky spaces where we hold energy. And the yoga practice is a moving form of meditation that unsticks our body where it's stuck. And you know, I grew up in a Christian household. My mom was very Christian. She believed in the Holy Spirit and was super, super spiritual. And that's probably why I'm a little drawn to that woo-woo end of this whole entire realm. But I dove in a different direction. And that's the direction in which I was personally guided. And neither direction is right or wrong. It's just a preference of where you're going and how you get there. And Throughout the ages and throughout, um, you know, you can find the you know, historical text that we and all beings 
have this means of self-empowerment through self-actualization and realization. And it's through these practices that connect us to our third eye. Now, another thing that I would like to touch upon, and Easter weekend has just recently passed, and, you know, my boyfriend and I were having a little bit of a conversation, and I asked, I was like, you know, some people feel like he is risen, Jesus Christ, you know, was resurrected from the dead, what is like a physical thing, like Jesus actually died, was crucified, and then three days later came back from the dead as another, as like a human being or a different version of himself. And I took that thought and was like, okay, um, maybe. But from my personal research, Jesus was like a little bit of a Buddhist. And if you know, you know, the Buddhist culture and India, and there's, there's records that he was in India. I'm sure that like the actual physical Bible may not, you know, point in that direction, but there are other texts um, that, you know, you can find that show that Jesus did go to India and, you know, had a different um, implication added on to what we currently know as Christianity. And I was like, well, what if, if he does have or did have this, you know, background, what if a part of him died? The ego-driven Jesus died, and he went into a cave where oftentimes um, meditators go into a cave and meditate for long periods of time. I think I heard a story that there was like a man that was like in the cave for I don't know, 50 years or something like that. And you come out of that cave with this sense of actualization and Christ consciousness. So Christ consciousness is different than, in my opinion, it's a little bit different than Jesus Christ. It's Jesus with Christ consciousness, with the connection to intuition with connection to light. And if you look at all of the depictions of Jesus and these deities, um, there is this light radiating around them and also around the head, this halo, this light and this energy. And, you know, our third eye rests right in between, you know, the, the forehead, in between the brows. And you know, what surrounds that, it's almost like, um, it's our crown chakra, right? But it is the energetic frequencies of our thought. So it's transferring and shifting from an ego-driven thought mentality into Christ consciousness, which is with the collective included in that. And Energetically, we are currently in the midst of a very grand awakening, in my opinion. And many of us um, light workers and many individuals who are connected with spirit and whatever definition of spirit that it is, whether it's the Holy Spirit, universe, whatever it is, the cosmos, 
and we are are being ushered in to do more work to awaken those who are still with their eye closed not the physical eyes but the eye the internal eye and there's that duality in that nature with the verbiage again it's like i am right but it's you do only have one eye and and the inner eye is the one in which we need to begin to move from and you know yesterday night when i was going to bed i had finished this book and i was just like sitting there with myself and i was just like wow like what an empowering book to read and again the name of the book is um the third eye and it's by douglas baker and dr douglas baker excuse me and you know there is this need people to shift and shift in a really big way and bring light to the dark spaces and bring light to the dark spaces within our hearts so we can see the light at the end of the end of the tunnel because it's there it's been there and when we begin to allow, and, and here's the other connection here, is there's various different um, depictions too with the unicorn, and the unicorn represents spirits. And if you notice, the unicorn itself has this, you know, horn that's coming from the third eye, and it's like reaching and extending up, and it's almost like an antenna to receive this information. And, you know, when we see unicorns in various different historical, you know, maybe even royalty, they have either a depiction of a lion and a unicorn or a deer and a unicorn or a horse and a unicorn. And that is the relationship with the ego layer that we create with our physical eyes and then the spiritual layer that is developed with our inner eye. And, you know, they are equally, both are equally important. We cannot kill the ego. Um, we can only channel it in such a way that it's going to improve our way of life on this planet. And when I finished the book yesterday with all this information, and if you're, if you're really connected to what I'm saying, Please get the book. It's a short read. Very interesting. Um, lots of other book suggestions in the back um, as well to kind of further develop your your um, your knowledge here. And you know, one of the quotes that connected with me last night because it was you know amongst the chapters um, that I read was "Here without terror, that in the forest are hidden." a deer and a unicorn. In the body, there is a soul and a spirit. So within this journey that we take, the ego and the soul and the spirit are needed in balance. And we are ushering in a new time and a new era and our intuition is being heightened for those of you who are you know maybe beginning to do this work or interested in this work there is like this 
call to level up. And maybe that call to level up is just the realization that what you're doing is not it. That where you are is not where you want to be. That you and your thoughts are what you ultimately become. And as we step into the rest of this month of April with more downtime, I encourage you to really cherish this time and allow it to be a time where you can nurture your intuition and drop into that heart center and lessen the grip of the ego. And there's a part of me that understands some of you know what that ego is. And then there's a part of me that some may not know. And, you know, when we look at the ego, you know, some people are like, oh my God, the ego, I can't, like, whatever. You need it, okay? You do. But you need to see it with your inner eye, not be um, taken by it. So the ego is a layer of values, what we've been told, what we've constructed through experiences and all of that, and it's who we are and what we've built ourselves to be and do. And many of us are recognizing that all those things that we did do didn't do anything for us. <laughs> and now that we're like not allowed to go to the bars, that we're not allowed to connect with our friends and we're recognizing like, wow, like maybe like where are my friends that I used to hang out with and go to the bars every single weekend? Are they still there? Do they still call me? Do they still check in on me? Like what, like what is the value of the relationships that I had and have? And are these relationships nourishing to where I want to go and what I want to be? Or are they robbing me from connecting to my spirit on a deeper level? You know, it's amongst, again, the yoga practice and meditation and, you know, all the things, woo-woo, okay, that you do, um, that voodoo that you do so well, okay? Um, you know, it's all of that that we find ourselves and, you know, maybe we try different things and we look at different religions and we find one and we take a bit of one and a bit of another and we create our own. And when you fall into that space within the heart where you know where you're going, meaning you know where you are spiritually and you are trusting that you are being guided always because you are. You are always supported. And we are now being called to rise to the occasion. And when we drop into the heart, when we shed the ego layer and we connect with our intuition, what rests in the middle is our voice. And I know if it's like my Aries energy or what, but I've always rammed, you know, with them horns into challenges head on, literally. And 
I didn't care what people thought. I didn't care, you know, what I did. And now I am, I am bringing that into my voice and choosing to speak on different topics, you know, that my friends may be in high school are like, oh my gosh, Shelly is like a little crazy, but that's okay. Um, but they know me now and they've, they've seen layers of it all. But, you know, in this space, when I'm here with you and with myself, I am dropping into my heart. I'm not putting on a show. I, I'm, I'm sharing what's there and I'm choosing to channel both what's in my heart and my thoughts with a sense of, of observation at the same time. It's almost like I'm hovering right above myself and I'm allowing myself to speak it out. And I can only pray that, that what comes out of my mouth touches your ears and your hearts in such a way that really does bring inspiration, that really does, you know, guide you to you in even just the smallest of ways because this is, you know, where I'm being guided to share. This is where I'm being guided to be. And this is where you've been guided to be. And I think it's so cool that my voice is like all over the internet and all over the airways. And I'm trusting that the right people are connecting with me. The right tribe is listening and resonating and that's all I can hope for you know and I want to encourage you if you're feeling you know whether it's feeling inspired to build something and be creative because I think that there's a lot of energy for that so if you're feeling that do it go for it and if you can dream it you can do it and your internal eye is just that it's your ability to visualize where you're going and what you desire and with that vision put into motion with your physical eyes and what you're going to do to get there and there is power when we connect visualization with emotion and with action and you know determination and a bit of discipline we are powerful people and powerful individuals and we've been told otherwise and surprisingly it's been hidden in plain sight we use currency all the time and currency is itself an energetic exchange and interestingly enough you have the third eye energy you know connotation on our on our money and you know, when we see this energetic exchange is like, this is my energy, my money, I'm giving it to you for a service, for, you know, um, a goods. And that energetic exchange is just a, a physical manifestation of the true energetic exchange that's going on. Like attracts like. What are your thoughts like? Are your thoughts connected to ultimately where you want to be and where you want to go? Or is it ego driven? Is it just like the material driven? 
or is where you're driven, driven by a soul purpose, by a spiritual connection to what you're doing. And what is your message? Every single one of us are a walking message, sending out messages all the time, all the time, through our eyes, through our body, and it's an energetic exchange constantly through our thoughts. Just because you can't see them doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Wi-Fi, you can't fucking see the waves above your head, but it exists because your phone picks it up. Just because something cannot be seen does not mean it's not happening. You have experienced a moment where you met somebody and they just gave you either the heebie-jeebies or you fucking loved them as soon as you met them. That's your intuition. That's your internal awareness. That is your voice speaking to you. And oftentimes it speaks to you without actual words, but through energetic vibrations. And it's through those energetic vibrations that we shift this planet and we come back to love and we come back to unity and community. And you connect to individuals that are on your frequency, that are, you know, all about what you're saying or what you're doing and support you energetically. You know, maybe it's not monetarily, but, you know, maybe they promote you or maybe they, you know, refer a friend to you or, you know, they encourage you, they listen to you, and maybe they support you by buying things. So this energetic currency that's currently happening all the time. We need to look at it as a whole. Everyone's always looking at what they can get, but we need to step into the space of what we can actually give back to humanity. We've been brought up to be selfish, and in some layers we do need to be, you know, selfish. But when we step into the true selfishness of the me mentality. We forget that that energetic current currency gets blocked. Do you want more people to give you money? Like, what are you giving? And again, it doesn't necessarily need to be actual money, but it could be an energy, you know, a frequency. How are they extending it out to you? How are you extending it out to them? And it's this balance of give and take. And we need to come back to that. We need to come back to understanding that everything is energy, that we hold energy and we hold source energy within our being. And it's there through our intuition. And our intuition is what guides us through and it brings us to spirit and allows us to slowly sever the attachments and connections to the ego and drop into the heart space to return to love. Right now, the current circumstances, you know, are very far from love collectively. You know, there are a huge, there's huge groups of individuals that are like doing, you know, group meditations and all this stuff, which get on that if you're not on that. Like, what do you get putting out? You know, what are you putting out? And understand that like what you're choosing to put out is coming right back to you as a boomerang. So how can you 
become more aware of your internal voice and your intuition and how can your intuition bring you into your heart space and into your soul and into your spirit instead of strictly functioning from the thoughts and creating actions from what you think you want and what you were told you should want, but drop into like your feels, get a little feely feely. Okay. And you know, feel up, up all over yourself and allow, you know, that space between, you know, the heart and the intuition build and grow. So one more little tidbit, your fourth chakra is your heart chakra, which is connected to love and the element is air and equilibrium. The throat chakra is connected to sound and vibration. And the sixth chakra is connected to light and luminescence. So know that in the air, you're sending vibrations that are either casting light and love or dropping you down into a sense of fear and anxiety. And I don't know about you, but I prefer to be in the light and in the love and in the good vibes and sharing that with people who are doing the same thing. I leave you with that and again please connect with me in some way shape or form I am in the midst of attempting to recruit a couple of really awesome individuals that I've been wanting to connect with and do a podcast with we'll be doing more of that um, within the next couple of weeks which I'm really stoked about and it's time to level up we're being called to level up and as light workers and as people who are connected um, which we are all connected, but we're either choosing to move with that connection that we have or, you know, move with society's way of connecting, which is material, mental, logical. And sometimes, you know, we do need a balance of both. But when we are in a situation right now, collectively and individually, that it's kind of like creating, um, some momentum and friction to become and connect to our essence, which is love. It's time to connect with our essence. And it's time to allow that light to radiate out and to connect with our intuition so we can extend that even further out. Thank you so, so much. Love you guys. I love your support connection, messages, feedback, and I'm so excited to connect with you even more in so many more ways. Sending love from here to there. Besos y abrazos.